I had so much fun at WonderCon 2023. I want to break down the con for you, everything we experienced in great detail. Shout out to the Powers of X-Men podcast. What's up, Amelia? Ace Frame here with a special episode of Power of X-Men. We just got back from WonderCon. We took the red eye on Sunday night and we got in Monday morning because we were delayed. And I wanted to go over WonderCon 2023 with you guys. We we were invited as press. That's my press badge right there. And I'm glad we did because I had never been to WonderCon before. Michelle Waffle Dettel, who you're going to hear about more in this episode and needs no introduction, is, of course, our co-host here at Power of X-Men. She's also a really wonderful cosplayer and always attends the premieres. But she did an Instagram takeover last year for us about WonderCon on our Instagram page. And I had seen some of these photos and I was like, oh, WonderCon looks kind of cool. I mean, you have that iconic like fountain shot there. And I applied for press for San Diego back in 2022. And they didn't give me press for San Diego, but they gave me press for WonderCon. And so a year later, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go to, let's go. Why not? And it was a lot of fun. I have to tell you, it's a cosplayer heavy convention, which was something I wasn't really aware of. But um, when I was driving over with Namor Cosplay, who was my roommate for the weekend, shout out Namor Cosplay. Oh my God, guys, sidebar, we had such a wonderful time driving over. Me and Namor Cosplay, it's about an hour, hour and a half from LA to Anaheim, the Anaheim Convention Center, and which is where WonderCon was at. And we were just talking about his cosplay, his future ambitions for cosplay, what we want to see out of the MCU, our love for the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom, and oh, and everything going on with Victoria Alonso, because Victoria Alonso, if you hadn't heard, left Marvel Studios last week, and it's kind of murky. Did she resign? Was she asked to resign? Because she had a lot of things going on with Argentina, 1985, and Disney wasn't okay with that conflict of interest, but also Vulture was talking to some of the VFX people and they were like, Victoria Alonso was a nightmare to work with. But here's the thing, we, we concluded that, or I concluded that Victoria Alonso, I mean, I think someone had to pay for Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania not doing so well at the box, at box office. Regardless of how you feel about Quantumania, it hasn't even broken 500 million at the box office. And that is a serious misfire and that could be another rant for another day but yeah Namor cosplay and I we just had such a wonderful time driving over we were roommates for the weekend when we finally got to the convention I missed the Sailor Moon X-Men mashup meetup sadly oh it was at 11 a.m and we had left at 10 so we arrived around noon around lunchtime so I'm sad I missed that I would have loved to have seen it but we 
got to the convention center and I'm walking down the hallway and there's those beautiful iconic fountains and draped over the convention center is Famka Johnson right there. Miss Jean Grey herself, our, our, our God queen. And she looks great. We saw her in the West Village back in June and she looks exactly like this IRL. She just is a beautiful human. And I was so excited to see that. That's in promotion of Knights of Zodiac. And she was at the convention. I did not get to see her. I didn't know she was there. It's funny because I was, I got press. There was so much press activity in the inbox for it. And we'll go through some of the stuff I hit up, but I did not get invited to that. And I was so upset because I would have loved to have snagged a quote from her or at least had a chance to speak to her because, you know, we love our IRL God Queen there. But yeah, so we're walking down the pathway. The big, beautiful fountain is there. And I was like, oh my God. This is next level. And of course, the first kind of cosplayer I see is a beast, 05 beast cosplayer. And I was like, I got to ask you a question. Why is Hank McCoy the worst X-Men ever? <laughs> and God bless that cosplayer because he gave me such a wonderful, fun response to that. But it's a cosplay-heavy convention. I didn't know that. I, I should have known that. But it just didn't register that there was so much cosplay there. I mean... You are going because it is a lot of cosplay. That 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 is what I would say the convention is known for. There are some really great panels. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to any panels just because there was so much I wanted to cover and so much content I wanted to snag. It's a great floor with vendors, retailers, and talent. But you are there, I would say, 65 to 70%. I'm very specific there, right? 65 to 70% is a cosplaying experience. So I kind of want to dive through some of the stuff that we went through, what we saw, who we spoke to, what we did, because I think I, I think going to these cons, especially post-COVID, you really do appreciate seeing people IRL and coming together and kicking and meeting people you know through, in, in, in Power of Excellence case, through Instagram, but people you meet online, people you talk to in your Discord, and it's just, really fun it's like finding your friend and really jiving with them irl when you haven't really met them before so you know one of the things we're doing here at power of x-men we're going to a lot more conventions we're going to be going to megacon this weekend we were just at 90s con we're going to be going to mcm i really want to spotlight these conventions and and sort of give you the tea on like what to expect if you're going to make the hike in my case i'm coming from the east coast either i would have come from new york or miami so we're talking, this is a five-hour flight, no matter which way you paint it for me. Is it worth it? For WonderCon, I will tell you, it is absolutely worth it. Now, worth it, asterisk, going knowing it's a lot of cosplayers. You're going to go see the cosplayers. The Anaheim Convention Center is beautiful. It's a really wonderful opportunity to snag content. In terms of panels, there's a lot of interesting panels. Not news heavy, as you would expect from like San Diego, right? So you're not going to get news heavy panels, but you're going to get interesting panels. And there's a lot of vendors and retailers there. And I will say very good vendors and retailers. I saw a lot of Marvel Legends there. That's what I predominantly collect. A lot of Marvel Legends there that I've never seen out in the wild at a convention. They were there like a Build-A-Figure Sauron. I saw a lot of the old school like toy biz that x-men danger room box set with rogue beast magneto and wolverine that got so many of us really hooked on legends back in the day that was there i haven't seen it in a while and they had a lot of newer stuff as well 
There was also a lot of talent on the floor. Teeny Howard was there, even though I didn't see her. Teeny Howard was there at a booth. You had Scott Lobdell, who was there as well. You had Aspen Comics, the, the company Mike Turner co-founded. They, they were there as well. So, you know, in that regard, it was a really good hands-on experience. You know, like, kind of like what I talked about with like 90s con. I think some of these smaller cons, and I don't know if I would call WonderCon a smaller con. It's certainly smaller in comparison to New York and San Diego, but not as small as some of the other local like Jersey cons I've gone to over the years, or even some of the Florida cons I've been to growing up. But it's it's definitely, I would say it's medium size, but because it's medium size, there is a level of intimacy there. Like Friday, it was the right amount of crowded there, if that makes sense. There was lots of cosplayers. A lot of people looked beautiful and good, and you still had elbow room. Saturday was its busiest day. And I think it was either Jason or Namor who said, oh, yeah, Saturday, you're going to, you you know, you're going to be elbow to elbow, and you're going to get annoyed because there's so many people. Not as bad as New York or San Diego at their height, but definitely, definitely they were right about that. It was pretty crowded. And then Sunday was completely dead. You know, Sunday was, it felt kind of like a, a day where everyone was like already gone or they were just coming in, you know, for a few hours and leaving. But Sunday was very dead. But overall, I have to tell you, I would give this con an A. There was so much light, so beautiful. The weather was gorgeous. Everything's walkable. But let's go through it. You know, we, we saw a lot of, we saw a lot of talent there and we were really happy we uh, Rob Liefeld was randomly walking around Scott Lobdell's booth and they sort of kind of like met each other. They were like, Oh, you're here. And it was kind of cool to see these two, you know, creators from the nineties just casually see each other, run into each other at a convention. I think Rob was just trying to make his way through the booth he was at and Scott's table was there. And it just, they just happened to be like, Hey, what's up? And, you know, we asked Scott the importance of generation X you know, 60 years later and how those characters were created at a time that they wanted to make sure that readers saw themselves in these characters, that they were reflected in these characters. And that was really nice, you know, to hear. And then, you know, we saw, again, when Rob there, I wanted to snag some content with Rob, but he bolted out <laughs> the second, you know, he walks, he walks through and he noticed like us noticing him. So, but it was a really fun experience. We also went to Aspen Comics, which is the company, the comic book company that that Mike Turner co-founded. And, you know, Mike Turner, unfortunately, passed away a couple of years ago. But the art is just hyper stylized. We asked for reading recommendations for them. They're just such a wonderful company. They, they're so California to me when I see them. Their art is just hyper stylized. And I always, I always think of California when I see them. So I was kind of, I was really happy to see that. I could not get to Larry Houston. Larry Houston had a booth there on the floor, completely swamped. <laughs> but we've had Larry on the podcast before. We hosted panels with Larry. So shout out to Larry. We love him so, so much. I wish we could have had a chance to say hello to him, but unfortunately we couldn't. The Leewalds were supposed to go, but the Leewalds just, they emailed me to say they weren't going to be there, but they did give me that Beyond Good and Evil script I was talking about in a previous episode. So I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to read it and dissect it. And we're going to talk all about it in a future episode. But, you know, who else was there was Teeny Howard. And ah, again, did not see Teeny Howard. This is like the worst recap ever. I'm sorry, guys. Teeny Howard, I ran into Connor from Cerebrocast 
and he's Teeny's literary agent. And he was here like, oh yeah, Teeny's here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see her. And I ran towards the area where I was told she was at, or at least where the program said she was at. And I did not see her. I looked for her. I know what she looks like because we're, we're, we've seen her before, but unfortunately I couldn't, I couldn't track down Teeny, but I did get Stephen Gordon who was the lead animator, animator, director, director of animation for X-Men Evolution. He also directed a few episodes and I got some time with him. We talked about the creation of Goth Rogue, how she was a reaction to sassy Southern Belle Rogue that didn't quite set with him. (laughs) You know, he's telling me this as I'm recording him. I'm like, oh my God, we're good friends with Lenore Zan here. (laughs) Like, oh, but I, I understood what he was saying. It was not personal by any means it's just creatively they wanted to do something different with rogue they wanted to have her come a little bit more inward so that's where you got that goth x-men evolution rogue and their approach to her on that so he's going to be on the podcast in a future episode i've been emailing with him today we're trying to schedule a date i cannot wait to have him on because we have so many x-men evolution questions you know he does talk about the triangle with the love triangle with scott gene and wolverine and how they wanted to do something different that's why scott and gene are in high school and wolverine is an adult teacher long established they did not want to do the love triangle they wanted to avoid it given that they just wanted to do something different and make it their own and oh and that was supposed to originally be like a muppet babies x babies cartoon isn't that wild so we eventually got X-Men Evolution and he was talking about how, you know, in the first couple of episodes, they were a little stiff because they didn't really want, know where to go with it. But then they found their stride and we're going to ask him so many questions once we have him on podcast. We also got a chance to speak with Walter Jones, who is Zach from Power Rangers, the Black Ranger. We were invited via press to have a conversation with him and obviously with the netflix revival coming we were so excited to ask him about twee the actress who played trini and some of his best memories with her we asked him about peter david he wishes peter david well and a recovery because we need his light in the industry and we also got to ask him which who would he play in the mcu and he didn't really know what to say he was kind of like being bashful about it but i was like wolverine's Let's get Walter Jones as Wolverine. You know what I mean? He'd be badass with those dance moves. But it was a very funny, kitschy conversation. And it's on, we we put that on podcast platform. We'll probably dump it here on YouTube in the coming days. But really, really enjoyed being able to interview him. He was so wonderful. We also got a chance to look at Bandai. We're invited to do a Bandai tour um they have a booth there and i didn't know what to expect i was like oh bandai has a booth there i've only seen them in new york comic-con san diego comic-con it's not gonna be that big it's not gonna be that elaborate they have a booth and they have the sh figure arts there and i was able to take a look at them you know they had very little sailor moon stuff which is what i would have brought there as a fan because i'm a huge huge sailor moon fan but bandai was there and they have a wonderful presence i I'm obsessed with everything they do. I, I, I want, all, if I had unlimited space and unlimited funds, I would have a room dedicated to just what Bandai puts out, out there. But they had a really large presence at the con, which I was really shocked at. It's, I, someone can come in and, and correct me, of course, but their presence was as big as New York Comic Con, for example. I mean, the booth may be a tiny bit smaller or just organized differently, but the showroom 
the con floor stops once you get to the Bandai. There is a presence there. So again, I was shocked that for WonderCon they would have such a big presence, but they did, and it was absolutely jaw-dropping. I was very happy. I always loved seeing the Bandai booth at a con. It just fills me with fuzzies. So in terms of cosplayers, let's talk about some of the cosplayers we saw. Um, there was the Hellfire Gala Walk, which I was the MC for. The mic didn't work, unfortunately. But Jordan and Michelle, who co-organized the Hellfire Gala Walk, asked me to MC, and I was happy to do so. And all of those cosplays were next level. They looked, everyone looked so incredible. We had Pyro. Shout out to Ryan such a wonderful cosplayer. I got to spend time with Ryan, which was so much fun. I haven't met him IRL before, and his energy was just so infectious. There's an interview where I'm sort of like, he gave me a piggyback ride, and I'm like interviewing, who's the worst X-Men ever? And he's here like, Morph, because he's a mystique knockoff. It was hysterical. I was like, bro, people are going to slide into my DMs and get so angry, but he was so much fun to talk to. But anyways, he did Pyro. There was a wonderful Jean from one of our good friends of the podcast. She hosts a Barbie podcast, and we love her very much. She was our IRL God Queen. Jordan was a Dazzler. Michelle was Emma from her second year. I'm sorry to take pause there because Emma has had like seven Hellfire Gala looks. Mm, actually, not seven. So far, five Hellfire Gala looks. <laughs> um but she was the one from last year where it was white and kind of like the gold on it with like the bob. And she looked absolutely incredible. Michelle was a showstopper, as always. Nerd Alert. We have to talk about Nerd Alert's cosplays because he was Archangel with the death mask. Absolutely great. With like the kind of like hat folded in wings. Everyone was stopping him. He couldn't go anywhere. And he was Fabian Cortez on Friday, and who's my favorite ex-villain, one of my favorite characters ever, and a Scott Liddell creation. In fact, that's how we found out Scott Liddell was at the con because Scott Liddell stopped Jason and was like, are you Fabian Cortez? Because I created that character. And Jason's like, who are you, Scott Liddell? And he looks down his nameplate and it is Scott Liddell. But he was Fabian Cortez. I love that character. But his showstopper, Jason's showstopper, was Strife on Saturday and he had the big helmet. He had the legacy virus. It was so much fun to see him go at it. And then Namor cosplay. All of you know, I'm the president of the Namor cosplay fan club here. He was Nova on Friday. Such a great Nova. People stop him. They know him. They're like, oh my God, look at your Nova. He was Ronan the accuser on Saturday. So literally we woke up at like, Nine o'clock, nine o'clock, and he had a makeup artist there to help him do his Ronin makeup. He goes there; he looks absolutely incredible. I was supposed to be his handler, but I was caught up with Bandai, Walter Jones, and some other stuff that I wanted to cover on the on, for the podcast and stories. But he looked so menacing and incredible with his big hammer. And of course, he was Colossus on Sunday, and he woke up at six a.m. Another makeup artist came in to do him. On, on Sunday morning, and he killed it. I mean, there was a magic there who looked incredible. It was just so much fun. We celebrated Jason's, Dylan, Warpath Dylan, and Cammy's birthday on Saturday night at the Hilton. 
hotel lobby bar. We just monopolized that area and we drank. So if you saw the Insta stories, I'm sorry. I know I was very incoherent, but Warpath Dylan and X Reed's co host Chandler were there as Wiccan and Hulkling, and they looked so great. Where Pat Dylan had a rogue cosplay that was so much fun. I was like, let me take a picture of you. And he did like the hand going out like that. It was so much fun. Jordan just killed it. She was like a gender bent Cyclops that was, I asked her, it was better. Emma Frost or Jean, she gave such a wonderful answer. Isabel, who has a Barbie podcast and was Jean for the Hellfire Gala, just absolutely, we had a wonderful talk while we were there at the bar about life. It was just such a really fun con, I have to tell you. And I got to meet other cosplayers for the first time, IRL, like Dark Matters and Align, who did, Align did a Phoenix one and a Yellow Ranger two really great characters that I love to see cosplay. He did gender bent versions of them. He looked absolutely wonderful. He was Nightwing on the third day. Shout out to him, to Align. Go check him out. He has a wonderful cosplay vibe. But yeah, I think my only regret for WonderCon is that I didn't have all the energy I wish I had. Like Friday night, we got in, we did the con, and I went directly, directly to bed because I was so tired from my flight the night before. Saturday, I had all the energy. Do not regret anything on Saturday. But Sunday, I woke up, I did the con, and then I had to take a red eye back to to Florida. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm dead right now. You know, but overall, WonderCon, completely worth it. I recommend everyone go. You know, the only thing I can say is that the news of Victoria Alonso coupled with Mondo sort of getting gutted. And everything going on with Jonathan Majors getting arrested, it kind of put a little damper because when we were coming together to talk about, you know, Marvel and everything going on in the MCU, for example, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, did you see Jonathan Majors got arrested last night in New York? And again, or not even last night in New York, the news was unfolding while we were at Jason, Dylan and Cammie's party. So we were we were kind of sad, you know, to see that. I know it's weird to say sad, but we we're all seasoned fans at this point a lot of us are seasoned fans at this point and we know something like an arrest or an executive leaving under nebulous terms can really damage you know a movie a franchise a company i hope whatever gets sorted out the air gets cleared obviously details are still coming out for both cases so as they come out we will understand it metabolize a little bit more and, and know how to comment appropriately best right now it's just you know we're just getting the news so, you know, but just the convention itself, guys, I can't stress enough. Go to WonderCon. It is a fun, fun thing. You know, it's beautiful. Anaheim is beautiful. The weather was perfect. We went to downtown Disney for dinner. It was a lot of fun. I know Michelle and some other people got in the day before so they can head up Disneyland. I'm from Miami originally. Well, I guess I now live in Miami again, but I'm from Miami, Florida. I grew up going to Disney World. So I was like, oh, it's so weird to say Disneyland, but go to Disneyland. It was a lot of fun. I 100% recommend WonderCon. But again, if you're going, make sure you understand why you're going. It's one of those cons that it's very cosplay heavy. There's a really good con floor panels are good but don't expect any major reveals stuff like that anyway that is our recap for wondercon 2023 hit us up on power of x no, we're going to be going to MegaCon this weekend so i'm excited to see that and we will see you guys next time